Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right. How how do we feel? So the, the twins are once again committed to Emilio Pagan. They like his stuff. They like his process. I don't like the uh, the big home runs allowed personally. So no, where, where are we uh, at with this? Yeah, well, uh, do you think his stuff is that good when you watch him? I don't. Not good don't, enough. To, think... not, not good enough to justify the gap in the results that we've seen the last. No, two no, years. it's not that good, and. He won't challenge it. He, he knows his stuff isn't that good because he won't challenge anybody with any pitch until he's already screwed the game up. And then he, throw, then he challenges a guy on the first pitch and he hits it over the center field fence. So uh, uh, I, I don't know. I think he's just, a, I, he's just another guy. And why they brought him back, I, I really don't know. After uh, That would have been like bringing back Alex, Alex Colomay two years ago, right? After he screwed up the entire season. This yeah. guy screwed up your entire season and you brought him back anyway. Go get somebody else for that kind of money. You didn't have to bring him back. It was Well, uh, but it's like I think they get you know, so there's some organizations, you know, the 49ers are a great example where they put a ton of capital into getting Trey Lance. Yes. But but then circumstances change and mm-hmm. a year later, two years later, they're like, oh, actually Brock Purdy's gonna be our quarterback and Trey Lance like they're they're able to remove yeah. their ego and the sunk cost away from it. I think the yes. twins get stuck sometimes on well we you know this is we, we want to be right about the initial yes, decision. That's exactly that's exactly right, and uh, that that's that's what's going on here. Well, you know you got you got a break. Okay, you you fritter away six million dollars. Okay, you you flushed it down the toilet. But you t- the fact that Taylor Rogers turned out to not be that good. Uh, kind of saved that, you know, we don't have to spend our whole life saying, and they gave up Taylor Rogers because he didn't turn out, you know, halfway through the year, he went in the tank and he isn't back yet. I think he's on the DL now, but uh, they, they won't, uh, you know, they won't admit that they're wrong about this guy and they're wrong about him because he, he doesn't have it behind the left nipple. He doesn't have heart. <laughs> he doesn't have guts. He doesn't, he's, you know, Trying to, it's three and two. The bases are loaded. You just walked a guy, and you're still going to try to hit that outside one eighth of the plate. And uh, you know, here comes the, here comes the run. Yeah. Oh man, I, I, you know, but I know a lot of people hate him, and they should. <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a bum. He's one of the bums of the bullpen. Then they. they the non-important innings he's pitched this year, we keep lauding him, yes. and he has good stuff and all that. It's all it's all horsemaner, and uh, he's he's just not, you know, he'll be around. 
But why why were they in such a hurry to hook De Leon yesterday? He, he you know, a ground balls hit and a, you know, two bloopy hits. And he was throwing good. He, you know, and they hadn't seen him and he was throwing good. What what was the hurry to go get this idiot? He you almost, know, he almost had an bat. immaculate inning, Pat. Provis was saying because he struck yeah. out the first three on six pitches, and he said, or first yeah. two on six pitches, and he goes, he's what three away from immaculate inning, yeah. and then he gives up two little yeah. singles, but should have kept. Yeah, going. Had, you know, he had two outs, and then he gave up two little hits, but they weren't they weren't anything. And okay, you look out there, and Emilio Emilio's warmed up. Well, so what? Let this guy try to get the third out. We don't want him. We don't like him. Okay, don't give him to us. How, how are you five for 40 with the bases loaded is my question. No outs again. They're 0 for 9 with no outs. 0 for 9 with no outs. 0 for 9 with no outs. Somebody walked with the bases loaded, yes. but outside of that, they're 0 for 9. I announced today on Twitter, next time they load the bases with no outs and don't score, David Popkin should be fired. And my theory is middle of, middle of the it, game. My theory, right there, right now, you're done. Get back it up. <laughs> my theory fun. is irrational action, irrational outcomes have to be followed by irrational decisions. Right? <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense, but we're going to fire you anyway because these clowns can hit a fly ball. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, just fire him. Yeah, okay, you're done. Right, fifth inning, march him out. You know, march it is. Him out it is weird. It is. I mean, it's five for forty. It's. It is. Yeah. It is very. How many of those are strikeouts? By the way, do we know? Oh God, yeah. I could probably. Look and then, that up. Uh, Declan, why don't you look that up? No, sure. And and we, you knew when Pop when uh, Polanco had that as bad, he was not healthy. I mean, he's there. He's, is he, he ever going to be healthy? No, is I he ever going to be? I don't healthy? know. He was good for a week. He came back. He'd been rehabbed. He was good for a week, but he's uh, his legs are not underneath him on the in the field at the plate. You can see his legs are not underneath him. He's uh, he's going on the DL again, and who knows? Uh, you know, tendonitis in the knees. Same thing as Buxton. And Al Buxton is obviously playing and stealing bases and looking looking much healthier than Polanco does. But uh, I thought for okay. Five six days he looked pretty good, but I the last week he just there's nothing he doesn't have any foundation when he's hit. You can see that. So and and you are Julian will be uh, second base uh, when they play the when they play the Angels on Friday, I would guess. And I looked him up. He's he's still got the plus four hundred on base percentage when he's with the Saints. I mean he's an odd machine. Yeah. percentage machine. He's not a great second baseman, but uh I think he's uh you know, try him as your leadoff hitter instead of Joey. Maybe. Maybe Joey is, you know. Yeah. They got a bunch of runs with Joey let off, but uh, try this guy as your leadoff hitter. Why not? Let's Do see. You, think, you don't so, have one. And then does does Royce in you know, so let's say starting in June, does Royce come in and, and just hold down third base? Is yes. that the rest yes. ideally then, for the rest of the season if he plays? And then well. Kyle Farmer is your extra uh extra player. But Nick Gordon's gone for what, two months now or something, broke his shin. Yep. So on that foul ball. Yeah. You know, he was walking around on that foul ball, and I kept having this thought, go, go, go. He looks like go, 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 mess, you know, here. he was. But I'm glad I didn't say anything on Twitter about that because he ended up with a broken leg. So, uh, anyway, broken shin, so he's yeah. out. And he kind of came around last year for a little bit, but, you know, and, and he wasn't – I think he was actually one of Terry Ryan's last couple 
Yeah, not, right. not that Terry's the one, like, you know, hand-selecting yeah. these guys. But that's a, that's one that we don't talk about a lot. It's one thing if you're the 30th pick in the first round. Yeah. He was the fifth, fifth overall right? pick fifth, yeah. back in 2014. Yeah. And he's basically getting, you know, what is he now, 28, 27? Yeah. And he's basically giving you a, a kind of a good, a solid he, utility season last year. That's yeah. It. He did have a couple of years of illness too, right? Yeah, he yeah he's had some sick issues. for a couple of years. He's had some. He's a skinny. I mean, he's not bad to have on your team, but he's not a. Uh, the problem now is uh, they. He obviously uh, the the manager obviously does not like Michael Taylor as a hitter because he's was playing Gordon a lot in center field, and uh, now now your backup center fielder is Willie Castro. So uh, good luck. Unless they're going to play Gallo out there some, I don't know, because they might. I would guess they're also going to. Uh, they they might DL. Uh, what? Who's he? They're going to DL somebody else too, right? Uh, who else is hurt? Somebody. Uh, somebody. They just Gallo well, they sent Kep- ball off his Kepler out. Gallo, Gallo be okay. Shin last but, night. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they got to bring. I guess they got to bring Kepler back here pretty soon, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who. There was a rumor out that Kepler didn't want to go to California. I don't know why, but that that can't be it. But uh, they were right, like he just uh, just didn't, didn't, I don't know. I don't know if there's politically problems or... out there or something. I don't know what the hell it is. But uh, got some skeletons uh, in the closet out there. Perhaps? Yeah, I don't know. He's uh, you know he's he spent times out there in the in the winter. I I don't know what what's going on. Uh, what what yeah. what's going on? But that was probably. Uh, that's probably just some crazy thing floating around, but what the heck? This is Mackie and Judd. Let's throw it out there. See what's and going it's on. Re- it is reckless speculation oh, Thursday yes, here, exactly. too, Pat. So. Exactly. Reckless, reckless speculation. speculation. Why does Kepler not want to go to California? That's Never reckless. <laughs> Never too old. Hey, uh, you. So we have not even broached the topic of the guy that you called me about. Yesterday during the game, Carlos Correa. Ungodly. What? What is going on on those breaking pitches? He missed three breaking pitches yesterday. I declared that first one he missed that he struck out on to have shattered the franchise record held by Miguel Sano. And I'm talking all the way back to 1902 in Washington. Oh, the Senators, too. For, okay. for how far he missed the ball. Did you see that, Phil? It was uh, a breaking did, yes. ball in the other batter's box. It was very Michael, Michael Kadir. It was Michael Kadir has a few of those on the leaderboard. Yes. Door. Well, but then he takes a down the middle fastball, strike three, doesn't flinch. So obviously he's now guessing on everything. And then his last was it his last at bat that he missed two two more breaking pitches by a foot. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Is he that? I never deemed him to be this ungodly guess hitter. So he has he has no faith in him right now, in himself right now because he's he's guessing at every. He, I mean, well, it's a little tougher a when you don't know what's coming. Little yeah. tougher when you don't know what's coming. Takes a fastball down the middle, strike three, and then he misses three breaking balls by a combined seven feet. It was unbelievable. I don't know what's wrong with him. It's uh, it's pathetic. He did get one hit, so uh, but that was an accident. I don't know. I, I mean, what do you think? What do you guys think? I mean, can he? He can't be this rotten. I don't. It's hard because I don't think he's had a stretch like this in his career yet. He's he's been a he's never been 
a lot of his value has been just being a great defensive shortstop yes. and a solid hitter. So he's not, yes. so, so I guess if you're if you're not like you know a diehard baseball fan that watches the nuances of how a shortstop yes. operates, then you might you might think, oh, how is he making thirty six million dollars? You know, he's not he's not flirting with batting titles or home run titles. But he's always been solid and consistent. I don't think he's ever had a stretch like this where he just can't even hit 200 for seven weeks. No, no, it's it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. And I don't think it has anything to do with an ankle injury eight years ago either. It's just something. He looks great at shortstop. He made that play in the hole the other night, two nights ago, out on the grass. And, you know, no, who makes that play? That, that throw he made from out there is his throwing arms. Unbelievable. But, okay. Come on, let's do some action here. Hit him eighth, right? You got to say, okay, Carlos, we can't put up with this. City. You can't. He's still playing on, on, you know, that in in the Twins world, he hasn't sat out games. A year no. ago, he would have been sat down on a couple of occasions. Hey, Stop pampering it. Stop, you know, stop, stop saying, you know, you're going to hit third. Okay, you couldn't do it at second. We're going to bat you third. You know, put him eighth. Let him hit down there with. The fat little catcher, who's god awful too, by the way. He's but bad, uh, yeah, he's overrated. But uh, no home runs. You know, yeah. he's, put him, put him down there next to him, and you know the bottom of the order would be. You know Taylor's not a much of a hitter either. But I don't have a problem with Taylor. He can put the ball in play once in a while, and uh, and uh, and anyway, it it was uh, it was. You know they they played pretty good that whole series. Uh, really, they. We, you know, they could have won the game one, and they played real good two days ago. And then they they were good. You know, they couldn't get any hits. Left the bases loaded, nobody out, of course, as we talked about. But uh, they had a chance to win that game until they used the bullpen like idiots. So anyway. yeah, it, it kind of feels like <clears throat> if they can keep at least three of these starting pitchers, and I, I would, yes. I'm going to start to include Bailey Ober too, because we, I think mm-hmm. we have enough sample over a few years when mm-hmm. Bailey Ober is healthy. He's a really good starting pitcher. Um, they, they can I, they can hang with anyone with these starting yeah, pitchers. Yeah, they would. Mike, I was watching all over the other day, and he didn't have a good breaking ball at all. I didn't think, especially early. But he throws from up here. You know, he's not he's he's not up on top. He's over here. But there's something about being six foot nine that uh, causes an optical illusion or something because they swing at a ball this high out of the zone a lot. That the good hitters that don't chase that pitch, they chase it with him. Must be where it comes out of his hand. They're used to seeing a ball go someplace when it comes out of somebody's hand. And when it comes out of a six-foot-nine guy's hand, it's four inches higher than they're used to because a lot of guys are swinging. He got a big strikeouts on, on high fastballs up above the up above the zone, which was uh, interesting to me. But I think he's a competitive son of a gun, don't you? I mean, he just got yes. that look about him. And so I, I think he's fine. But, but the, just, the question becomes, and I think you brought it up last week, Phil, is he's never pitched 100 innings, right? So. Uh, not, in, not in the major leagues, I guess. I'd have to mm-hmm. add up like his his minors. I mean, he did make yeah, he's made thirty six career starts over over the three years, and then you <laughs> sprinkle in a, a handful in AAA too. But it's also hard <laughs> when you're six foot nine. This was this was the problem with Alex Meyer back in the day, and he wasn't. Yeah. He was like he was more probably six six or six seven. Yeah. I want to say maybe six five. Mm-hmm. Can you can you can you stay healthy and repeat your delivery, as they say? Yeah, he he does seem to have that. 
arm slot that he can repeat all the time. I, I, I mean, he's a, I did a piece on him uh, in spring training. Oh, there was only a couple. He kind of popped out of nowhere. Remember that one year he had a, his statistics in minor leagues were ungodly. It was like, yeah. a, uh, you know, three hits and nine innings or something and all the innings he was pitching. And, uh, and then he was not a big prospect when they signed him and he's, uh, he's been fine. And uh, Louis okay too. Louis competitive. You know who Bailey Ober reminds me of a little bit is about 15 years ago, the Texas Rangers had a six foot 10 right-handed starter named Chris Young. Yes. Remember yes. him? He had and a long he career. He yep. didn't have, he didn't, I don't think he, if I remember, I don't think he was throwing 99 miles an hour, but no. he just, but when you have this sort of praying mantis, you know, six foot nine, six foot 10 frame coming at you mm-hmm. and it just, it, it throws you off as a batter. The, the ball is coming out closer optically and the angles are different. A, I think he's a general manager, isn't he? Yeah. Somewhere now. I think with Texas. Texas. Hey, how weird is baseball this year? Philly stink. Mets stink. San Diego stinks. Uh, Baltimore's good. What's going on? It's the upside card, down. The Cardinals are, are like uh, ten Gard- games under five hundred. Although they've won like eight out of ten now, so they're they're the out of their coma. Out of their coma, but it's you know it's upside down. I was talking. Tim Kirkigen called me yesterday to talk about some stuff, just BS, and then I was saying, "What's going on, Timmy? The good teams are bad, and the bad teams are good." It's, yeah. it's you know what it's it is, Royce. Really strange. It's a crazy league. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, but it's it never league. has been. It never has been a crazy league before. So uh, it's, it's, it's you know generally speaking, you uh, you know if you're really, I mean, Toronto's mediocre compared to what they were supposed to be. There's a there's a lot of weird stuff going on, which is fun, which which is good. But uh, you know, I, what would it take to get Emilio released? What do you think? How many more times does he have to do this? It's it is so. I don't know. It's it's ego at this point. It's it's mm-hmm. it's definitely ego. Yes. And and I think in terms of like actually blowing games, I think I I think the the like if you want to go official blown saves or blown leads late or whatever whenever he comes in, it's like ten or something over the last two years. It's so I, I don't think, think it would I don't a... think it would have put him in the playoffs last year, but this year it you know it could if you don't distance yourself from Cleveland and you got five or six of these things hanging over your head. I think there's a, I think there's a little tension there too, with some of the stuff going on because uh, about once a month, I'll text a quip to Rocco, you know, just uh, out of nowhere, just I, I don't abuse the privilege. Okay. But I texted him the other two nights ago. I said, Moran is going to take years off your life when he came in because he was, you know, 2-0 and right away. Then he gets them off. Didn't get a response. So I think they're nervous there. Usually I get a little – usually about a day later I'll get a – I'll get a just a one-sentence response. But uh, no. I think maybe there's a little so tension. On, on Reckless Speculation Thursday, you are reporting right now that there is tension in the Twins clubhouse. <laughs> potential there's Potential dissension among the decision makers. This is fantastic. Yes, yes. Well, that that could be, but I I guess I'm reporting that. I, I'd like to know what are the what are his teammates? You know, Correa is the leader, and we give him this special place in the world, and uh, you know, oh, he's he's so good for everybody. What are his teammates thinking when they're walking in there saying, 
what the you're making 20 million or 30 million come on buddy do something yeah. you know what do they think this is he's killing them it's it's a it's incredible how rotten he is and it's you know last year he saved his season by what the last six weeks he was good but it's you know I, I, this is worse this is way worse than anything he was last year it's just pathetic i think he's feeling bad I think he had to come home, come back here with his tail between his legs, don't you? I don't think. I think uh, they say happy, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, maybe she doesn't maybe like Minnesota. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she doesn't like Dior stores in Minnesota. <laughs> yes, he ain't true. Dior no more, baby. No, he ain't Dior. He's he's, he's, he's Marshall. He's Marshall's downtown, and it's closed <laughs> <laughs> down on the corner, and they closed the damn place. So Amazing. anyway, say, how about Jimmy Butler, man? Unbelievable! Is he going to take him to the finals? At this what point, yes. That to win Game One in Boston like that, Boston. he goes and gets thirty-six. You know, I listened to the post-game. For some reason, I ran across the post-game coaches thing. And Spolster might be one of the coolest dudes in America, man. Mm-hmm. Plus, he still looks like he's 38. You know, he's got the, he's obviously putting some stuff in his hair, but he's so smart. He answers every question. And then this kid from the Celtics is like mumbling out answers and doesn't, you know, that he, he got the job by accident. And uh, it is a one thing Miami's got in their favor, I would say, is a coaching mismatch. I still kind of like Boston with Tatum, but I don't know. Pat Riley cloned himself. It's the yes. this thing. But this guy is more affable than Pat Riley. Yes. Pat Riley was an egomaniac. And this guy this guy might be, but he doesn't show it. He's a, he is a you know, I mean, all right. Here, here's a here's a column idea for you, Pat. All right, I think we've given you like three of these over the years. Okay. So take it if you want to. So heat culture is a very pronounced thing over the last twenty years. Udonis Haslam. There's an interview yeah. online somewhere where Udonis Haslam lays out like what heat culture means, and it's mostly just like playing your ass off and being accountable and things. What is Timberwolves culture? <laughs> It's a great call. I've I've described Timberwolves culture. Even when they do the right thing, it's the wrong thing. That's yep. uh, that's the Timberwolves <laughs> culture. Somehow this looks okay, but it's going to be screwed up. By the way, here's the Timberwolves culture. You got a guy that you're paying more than any other general manager in the NBA who came in and made the craziest trade in NBA history and now won't tell you that he's dedicated to staying here for the rest of his career. That's Timberwolves culture. Now that I screwed you up, I'm going to get the hell out of here. Okay. Timberwolves culture is David Kahn coming on the Mackie and Ricey show and saying, yeah, we think Malik's going to be pretty good because he's promised us he's going to smoke less marijuana. That's that's the culture. Not smart. That's the culture. I love it. All right, Pat. uh, We will see you tomorrow here on Royce. Okay. See you, Jess. All right. Presented, by the way, by our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. You want to talk about culture, all right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Bennington pontoon culture is relaxation. It's therapeutic during these summer months. And Power Lodge is the biggest Bennington dealer in the entire country. Judge two, again. two words for you, Phil Mackey. Throttle therapy. That's right. Look at that. 
just get out there on the water on a gorgeous day. Summers are short, right? And But it allows you time to relax, decompress, get away from the stress in your life, which includes most Minnesota sports teams, throttle therapy on your betting tent. PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com presenting Royce Unchained.